Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. All right. And we are live. We are here. We're back with another episode of Always Almost There, Day After Show Live. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing great. And by everybody, I mean, by, by, I mean you, Neil. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm going to look passively disinterested while I post this to Facebook, but uh, no, I'm doing fine. Amazing. I'm, uh, I'm also doing fantastic. Um, as of yesterday, um, I've now confirmed uh, that my mother and I will be making the trip up to Dallas on Saturday. Um, so thank you goose for putting on such a fun show at Stubbs that my mother decided that she wanted to do that. So just, and, just you and mom, yeah, just my, mom and I, my dad and my dad and Andy are going to a college football game here on Saturday, um, uh. which was already uh, being planned for. So they're sad to miss another goose show, but you know, and Saturday will be my uh, 10th show, which is very exciting. That's a, uh... Number ten. It's a Number it's 10. a milestone since February. You know, pretty pretty cool. And pretty well, cool. Dallas is going to be good. I ha- I have I have theories about how this tour is going to go, mm-hmm. and you know they kind of have one day on after a day of rest. We have a day of rest again tomorrow. Yeah. So I, I think the day of rest come is into... today. All right, or I mean today. I'm sorry, tomorrow. I'm thinking in terms of a pod episode. Day of rest tomorrow for me um but yes them today and then tomorrow night we get some more goose it's gonna be it's gonna be something else four more and, nights you know and then then that's it until taboos i mean yeah 10 shows down already which is outrageous and then i think we're at like 60 high 60s for the year which is even more outrageous at this point it's nuts um yeah it's, it's exciting nuts. and stuff, as man. you can see um you know he couldn't join us on the pod today but he's contributing emoji wise uh with that mushroom there so obviously before we get started uh a word from our sponsor uh today's episode of always almost there is sponsored by averzio wellness averzio functional mushrooms are here to help right now whether you are gearing up for a show going to sleep afterwards or recovering and restoring the day after 
With a wide range of health benefits, Aversio mushrooms help you make the most out of the moment through the ancient healing properties and their highly potent fruiting bodies. The organic certified therapeutic potency and their planet positive refill system are two of the many standout reasons that Aversio is my choice supplement. Be clear, chill, balanced, energized, protected, focused, and calm in the moment with Aversio mushrooms. Use code STORMSOUND15 for 15% off your order. Available to ship anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. I need to get in on this game, by the way. I've heard heard enough of the pitches for the mushrooms that I need to get some mushrooms in-house. Yeah. And uh, I think maybe for next tour, when we're doing Taboos, when we're doing several shows in a row, uh, I will try to, you know, stay chill and balanced. Because uh, I'm going to need that, man. That's going to be a, a lot. It's a, it's a good plan. They're they're great. Uh, you know, I really like the focus ones. Um, but let's get into last night's show uh, a little bit. You know, we have a very special guest today, uh, Ryan Legvold, who is also the current Fantasy Goose point leader uh, for this tour. So, you know, we're excited to have him on because he was at the show last night. And we're also excited to have the opportunity to trash talk a little bit um, as we head into our final four shows of the run um, and the fantasy race just gets tighter. Um, so I, I think we should just bring them on. Wait, 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 before we do, oh, I just, you we know, do. we talk a lot about rankings on this show. Yes. yes. And so I'm going to rank Ryan's uh, in fantasy goose. And right now, <laughs> number one is, is Ryan Legbold. Uh, yes. And then there's a huge gap. And then there's the other Ryan's. Sorry, Molnar. And storm. Okay. So let's well, bring them up. You know what? I, I just want to I just want to point out that I'm currently ahead of all four of the other uh, always almost their co-hosts, but you know my name isn't Ryan. Uh, they don't want to talk about Ryan. it. So anyway, here's Ryan. Hi Ryan. <laughs> hey guys. How are I'm you? I'm Ryan. I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Fantastic, thank you. Team Ryan for the win. Thank you. There you go. Team Ryan. Team we have Ryan. more Ryan. Well you're uh Aren't you? Aren't you third now? Am I or am I mistaken? Oh, I third I'm overall third place now. I'm I'm, third yeah, sure. I'm I'm beating Neil. I'm beating Jive. I'm beating D. I'm beating Kev. I'm, you know, you know, feeling good yeah. going into this last weekend. Hopefully, I can keep this momentum up. Um, you know, my <laughs> only goal right now is to beat the other four of them. That's that's all I want. Uh, well, you're doing really, well there. Yeah. Thank you. What I don't think I've ever finished ahead of Neil, so I, I I need to make that happen for myself. There you go. All right. Well, uh, let, let's, let's let's talk a little yeah, bit about Kansas City. Um, yes. You know, talk to us about the venue, the vibe, the area. What was it like in Kansas City yesterday? Oh, but, uh, I can't say enough about that venue. It's a it's a beautiful old theater, you know, with all the all the cre- you know cool decorations and and ornate pieces you get with uh, with that type of place. Yeah, I'm not sure when it when it was open, but. Uh, very, very old, intricate, uh, sounded great, real nice vibe in there. I liked it a lot. I'd actually been there in 2011, but really didn't remember much about it. It, uh, it really, it was a very impressive building. Awesome. Yeah, it looked, it looked cool uh, in the photos I've seen um, and just in, you know, the video from last night. Um, but what was the vibe? You know, I remember last fall, um, Kansas City was uh, noted as being one of the highest energy stops of the tour. Crowd was very excited. You know, what was it like Tuesday night in Kansas City? Were people ready for Goose? Oh, they were definitely ready. And uh, yeah, that the show at the Truman last year was my first show. 
and uh so yeah definitely a high high energy this place was a much much larger venue but still mm-hmm. had really good energy I, I was down in the pit so i didn't i didn't see a lot behind me uh obviously down yeah felt really good uh, i would say awesome mm-hmm. yeah sorry sorry if uh ryan's connection is a little spotty at times uh he's in the car on the way back home uh and may drop slightly. yes my bad um, all good no worries no worries it's fine we got you on the road we're lucky to have you so we'll take any <laughs> bit of ryan like that we can get yes. uh, yeah yeah this venue sounds really awesome uh judd goose it is. uh was talking about he's been there he's seen a bunch of shows there i think he was based out of <clears> the <throat> kansas city area for a while mm-hmm. and he had a lot of really exciting things to say about this venue so glad you got to see it and uh yeah i really liked it amazing Amazing. Well, let's let's get into the yes. show a little bit here. Um, you know, we open up with Atlas Dogs. Uh, the indie groove version returns um, for the first time since uh, July, actually. Oh, no, sorry. First time since Vegas in August. Um, I am yep. misreading the page directly in front of me. Um, you know, I, I'm a little bit dismayed that they went back to this version. I'm hoping they, you know, I, I, it seems that they're at this point kind of balancing the two different versions of the song. Um, but to me, the original version is just far, far superior. Ryan, your thoughts? Yeah, on I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, I agree. My wife is a uh, huge fan of the OG version. And we, we got the we got the new version. We were in Vegas, too. So that was our first Atlas dog. So she was really hoping for the OG version. But, yeah. uh, you know, it is what it is. You get what you get. Uh, I still liked it. It was still fun, you know. Nothing, I guess, about that particular one stood out or anything, but it was uh, mm-hmm. it was a good time, good opener. Yeah, yeah. In terms of openers, that's that's what you want, you know, a nice high energy song and get the party started. It's not something we're going to talk about in kind of rankings or jam brackets, but they don't all have to be right. Uh, this one's pretty sick. Right. Great. No and, green yeah. sleeves this time. <laughs> Great. No green sleeves this time. Um, yeah. Then we get then we get yeah. born after this. Uh, the born that you know. We all thought it was coming on Sunday at ACL. Um, but Bourne is kind of settling into this placement now, it seems, this fall of, you know, not being a jammer, which, you know, I, I kept thinking like, oh, there's no jam on another Bourne. But then I kind of thought about it more. And I'm like, you know what? Bourne is not a song that needs the jam, I don't think. Like, it, it, it works so well on its own with just that melodic major key jamming section uh, that they have on it that I, I think it just works on its own. Ryan, your thoughts on this born in the second slot? Yeah, I agree. I agree with what you're saying there. It's kind of like a Western sun where, you know, most of the time they probably don't jam it, but when they do, it's really special. Kind of like mm-hmm. the born from Dylan. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, you know, it's a song has a lot of emotion and I like the guitar coming out of it felt, you know, felt really emotional and good song. One of my favorites, uh, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're out on tour and you're expecting to see a lot of first timers like you are when you kind of double your venue capacity right from the Truman to this show you're going to want to play some of these songs we were talking about this when we were talking about uh, ACL right like you, you just want the songs that people are going to really enjoy and that you know when folks are seeing Goose for the first time maybe they don't want to see an 18 minute born they just right. want to see <laughs> a little born uh, yeah. because it's a good song and you want to slide that into the set, and you might not have room for the twenty-minute version, you know. Right, and the crowd in Dylan—I mean, you know—they were 
they were all pretty big fans, I feel like. So it seemed like an appropriate time to bust out something like that, you know? Yeah, Sounds for right sure. To me. For sure. And then, you know, big surprise here is the third song of the first set of the show. We get an absolutely huge Wisteria uh, coming out, which, again, really crazy placement. What was, Ryan, what was it like when this started um, and your thoughts on the jam? Okay, so this was crazy because uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet about the dude trying to rush the stage, but I'm like, uh, we're, we're getting into the jam, and all of a sudden this guy like plows into me. No, I have no idea what's going on. I'm thinking like, holy, this guy really must like Wisteria. He th- needs to get up front that bad, you know? <laughs> and uh, he, he, get, he gets all the way up, like right in front of Rick, gets one foot on the rail, is ready to jump, uh, security stops him, gets him under control, like turns him around so his hands are behind his back. And my the whole time, I don't know what you guys saw on stream, but the whole time Rick and Peter are staring down, like kind of mouths open, like what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> and they they got the guy calmed down, and then they just let him go, and he walked out. But I one of my friends talked to the security guard, and apparently the guy was having a panic attack and needed to get out of there. And he apparently decided the best way to get out was that direction. And security <laughs> let him know, you, you need to go out that way. And I think he left, you know, and it didn't escalate into anything crazy. So it seemed to get handled well. And I feel like after the incident, it just, the jam went into like the stratosphere after that. It was almost like, I have no idea if the incident played into it at all, but it sure felt like after it was over, they really took it to a different level. <laughs> it was it was great. I was a little distracted at the moment, but uh, I, it was definitely probably the highlight of the night. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean was- that that jam is the meat of the show. It, it's you know if if you're checking out that show, that's that's a pretty amazing one. And there are a couple pieces that I think were really really good. And I think the story you just told Ryan explains a little bit for kind of how I took that jam in. Mm-hmm. Which is there's a, a a section of Trevor, yeah, just going absolutely bonkers on the synth bass, and it seemed like nobody knew what the hell to do with it. And <laughs> like, did you get this vibe too when you were like watching it, Ryan? Like everybody was like, "Whoa, holy shit, Trev! Like, what's going on?" And then I think probably right about then is when the commotion happened at the front of the stage because I think I know what you were talking about. There's a, a spot on the stream where Peter's kind of like staring straight down into the crowd. That's definitely I watched this this twice last night. I watched it live, and then I watched it again at set break while I was waiting for set break to be over. And then the jam just kind of switches to something completely different from the track that they were on Mm -hmm. to Rick doing kind of the... Well, if Peter's switching to piano, then I'm going to play rhythm guitar and lead guitar at the same time, uh, which was like a pretty cool jam where he would do like a couple strums of chords and then kind of rip a, a few riffs and then strum and riff and strum and riff. And that's where it really took off and got really, really good. Uh, Definitely. Pretty awesome jam. And like glad that, you know, a guy jumping the rail didn't completely throw them off their game. But, you know, it didn't didn't seem like they missed a beat, even though they were clearly focused on what was happening. They never they never stopped playing. You know, it's like or at least that I noticed it. Mm -hmm. It was a while ago. Yeah, yeah and there, and- there was a there was a moment in this jam, like you mentioned, like Trevor going absolutely ham. And I think you guys were talking about it in the group chat last night. Um, it seemed like they were all a little bit disjointed for a second. Um, and so it, it could have been 
like Rick and Peter getting distracted by this uh, guy rushing the stage. Um, and also could have been like, oh my God, what the hell is Trevor doing? What wow. the hell is Trev doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's so like cool. both equal parts of both. Yeah. Yeah. And I, what Trevor was doing, like gave me some real hope for a few seconds. Like maybe we're finally going to get a dark jam this tour because, you know, as we all know, the jams have not been trending in that direction this tour, which is by no means a bad thing. Um, it's just really interesting to look at how um, pervasive those dark themes were in the winter and the spring and the summer. Um, and they were focusing on those adventurous dark jams. And then this fall tour, you know, they've gone back to that kind of classic goose, lighter major key stuff for, you know, pretty much everything. So it, it's interesting to look at. I wonder why that's the case and if it's something they're doing on purpose. Um, but, you know, makes you wonder if, if, if that guy hadn't happened, like, you know, were they going to follow Trevor? Right. And, you know, when tours happen, and this happens with multiple bands, and this has definitely happened with Goose, there are themes that just pop up in tours just because of human nature and not because of decisions. Right. It's just what feels right. And this is a 14-show tour, and which is a small sample size. And it just could be like the vibe that they're feeling, the jams that they're feeling right now. And, you know, that's that's what's coming out. And I'm kind of tempted to see, or I'm excited to see, rather, what, what's coming next. Because uh, we got, like, a weekend of music coming up and there's mm -hmm. no telling what the heck they're going to do. And I think I said this before when we started that I think they're lined up to do some pretty awesome stuff over this weekend. For sure. For sure. So Next after two. Wisteria, we get an absolutely fantastic segue into Jive One. Um, I love when they take it from, you know, an extended jam into the intro uh, of Jive One like that. You know, another thing that comes to mind is the, uh, the white lights from uh, T5 last year. Uh, where they did that but yeah just fantastic transition uh into the song um you know and then casbah same old shenanigans uh to close out the set what do you think these uh three songs to close out the first set ryan oh started losing you there but i think you were asking about jive one can jive you am one, i still sounding okay yes you're yep. good jive okay. one casbah sos to close the set oh yes yes okay no i mean they were all great jive one uh I guess it didn't stand out either, but I love that song. Uh, SOS is one of my wife and I's favorite. I feel like it's probably one of the more underrated Goose songs. Loved it. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, I, I was expecting, like, one kind of off-the-wall cover, which, you know, ended up being Casbah, and I loved, uh, you know, I loved uh, hearing Jeff Jeff on the vocals there. It was it was a good time. I keep I feel like I keep saying that. Uh <laughs> But yeah, it was, uh, I really enjoyed the Casbah. I, I don't know because he, it was yeah. You, you don't get to you know you know you don't get to hear Jeff sing lead that often you know so it's fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was no American Woman, but I yeah I agree. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, I mean Casbah's good. There's nothing to hate about Casbah, and I've seen two live. Uh, oh nice, which is crazy that I've seen two live. One in my I think it was my second show. And then another at T5. Yeah, are so, you talking about uh, Yarmouth. Legend Valley 2020? No, Yarmouth. And didn't he sing did they, oh, Yarmouth? Did they do Yarmouth? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then again at T5, he did it. You're right, they and, did. I did not yeah. remember that. Was that 9-11 or 9-12? Uh, 9-12. So hold up. 9-12. So it was my second trip. So I was right. 9-12. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, Always good to hear Jeff singing. I had no idea really who the hell Jeff was 
uh, when he point, was singing yeah. uh, at that yeah. point. But now I'm like really excited, uh, proud member of the Gong Gang, and uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a good cover, you know. It doesn't it doesn't have to do it's anything fun. crazy. Yeah, fun. sometimes having fun at shows is a good thing, uh, despite what some members <laughs> of this podcast would say. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's always good. It's fire. always good when Jive's not here, and we can just like you know it's, take yeah, shots take out shots of him with no yeah. response. And yeah, and then SOS like you know works at any point in the show. Um, you know, I think I would really love to see it used as an opener um, a little bit more. I think it would be really cool in that spot, first or second set, um, to get the crowd get the crowd going. Um, I think that would be cool. But it's a phenomenal closer. And it's I think, just a killer song, man. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think last year's Kansas City version was the first one with the full Peter organ solo um, that they'd kind of been building up to over the previous few versions on that tour. Um, so, you know, Casey gets the good SOS. <laughs> yeah. Jive was sweet about that yeah. last night. And, oh, and yeah. St. Louis too. And I St. Saw. Louis. They like, Missouri likes SOS. That's, that's a Missouri crazy. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, if they're going to play an off the shelf song, you know, out of all of their songs. And there's a bunch out there that kind of have like jam sections, but not actual like full blown jams that are going to type two yeah. territory or anything mm-hmm. like that. This one's up there. This is like a top tier goose song that you're stoked to hear. And you know, you're in for like 10 minutes of a good ride. We get another awesome one. I think in that same vein later, the show with turbulence, which is quickly rising in oh. terms of my favorites up into the SOS area of songs that I know aren't going to jam out but I really want to hear every time I see the band live. Mm-hmm. For sure. Agreed. Agreed. For sure. Um, so set break uh, at the venue, Ryan, what was set break like? Oh, I mean, it was good. I didn't, uh, I pretty much just hung out in our spot. Uh, had a nice little crew of friends there. So, you know, hung out, talked about, talked about the guy almost jumping the rail pretty much the whole set break because it was kind of wild you know yeah <laughs> i mean i've been to a lot of jam band shows i've never seen anything like that you know and then uh yeah just you know discussing the first set pretty much it was good that uh, the you know one thing too about that venue is really easy really easy to get around and like you know not not a big long line at the bathroom it was it was a good good facilities everyone seemed to go back and get back really fast What's capacity yeah, on that place? Is that like 2,500? I don't know. I do not know. It just uh, reminds me of uh, it reminds me of the State Theater in Portland, Maine a lot, which sure. kind of has a, a lot of the same things that you're talking about. Like plenty of bathrooms, plenty of bars. 3,000. 3,000. So it's like pretty similar. Pretty similar. Yeah. It's got an open pit on the floor. You got the balcony above, which is probably my favorite kind of venue to see Goose in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, those are nice. Unless it's like Worcester Centrum or Worcester uh, Palladium. And like forget that place, but well, all right. Uh, let's get into this second set here. <laughs> sure. Uh, so ready opener. Um, always a good second set opener. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, it was great. Uh, that was like kind of a song I've been chasing, I guess. So I had uh, I had a lot of fun during that one. I had mm-hmm. it was it was the most uh, common song I haven't heard yet. I guess I should say. Oh, that's good. I'm I'm still. I, I still need a, a jive to to cross off my most common song that I haven't uh, seen yet. So hopefully I'm not jinxing it by mentioning that right now. But maybe on Saturday <laughs> or Sunday, fine. who knows? It's oh, it, it it's feels like this weekend. It is it's gonna come coming. this weekend. Hopefully it yeah. comes on Saturday or Sunday when I'm there. Um, and then we get Seekers Part One and Part Two. Um, just like to point out that 
every single time I have picked Seekers on Fantasy, it has hit. 100% nice. success rate. Uh, not I only definitely is Ryan was, a was fine... considering it, but I didn't pick it. Ryan is not only a fine Fantasy Goose player, but very humble. Uh, so... <laughs> you would be, you know what, Neil? You like to brag about your Fantasy too. So. Oh, boy, do I. There, there's no room. There's no room for being <laughs> humble in fantasy goose. No, there is no room for being humble. It's all about uh, trash talking your friends, and that, that's what's truly important. Yes, yes. I, I, you know what? As as much as we talk about, um, you know, seekers being like, you know, not being the best for this uh, spot in the show. Um, you know, I still like the song. Um, it was really funny. I was watching the stream in our hotel room. You know, my whole family was around. And I, like, mentioned something about how, you know, like, this isn't the best placement for the song always. And my mom goes, yeah, this is a late first set song. And I was like, nice. I was like, have you been listening to my podcast? She's like, no, you can just tell it's a late <laughs> first set song. So my mom now has a challenge where she's going to make up um, a mock goose set list um, based on where she thinks songs should be placed in a show. And I'm going to see how well she does. But that that was... It was really funny last night how she absolutely nailed that. <laughs> uh, I don't. I I am sure your mom listens to your podcast. I'm sure. Well, she doesn't listen to every live episode. Oh, okay. And, you know, like. She listens <laughs> to some, but sure. Uh, who knows? Anyway, then then after Seekers, uh, we get into Drive. Um, where is the middle composed section of Drive? It hasn't been played in a, like many versions. I'd see yeah, I'll pick up on stuff like that, but go ahead, Ryan. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a interesting... Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, uh, I'm not even sure, like, did we even have the woes, the woe part yeah. in the drive? Like, was it not there? I felt like I was, was waiting there. for it, and then I did I forget about it? I didn't even know, but yeah. it was still it was still a good drive. But I have to... I got to ask you, Ryan, what is... I think it was drive. What is Rick doing when he's, like, down there playing with his pedals for a really long time is he fixing something is he no. doing something i don't is, i have a hard time picking out what it, he's doing you know mm -hmm. he is um what you would call dicking around <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's exactly he's, right he's yep. just playing with knobs and buttons on his like delay and looper and stuff to make cool sounds it's, sure right you know but yeah, I, I, mean, I think it, it's just he goes down. He's just like, "Ooh, I wonder what this will do." And uh, right, I mean, he's got like four four delay pedals or five. I mean, who knows? He's like the edge. He's got he more delay like, than you can. No, like, he's, got, he's got like the yeah. sauce drive pedal, and then like right. five delay pedals and four five delay pedals, like pedals, <laughs> like yeah. And like, so he's just tweaking knobs on all of those, and like yeah. a big, uh, you know, actually. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's the one note I have about this drive that I think was really exciting was the amount of tape delay in this, which mm -hmm. is more than you usually get in the middle of a jam. Yeah. This was really cool. It was really, really, really fucking trippy. Uh, very, very, very good drive. Probably not one that we're going to talk about for a very long time, but if you're there, that was probably really cool. So, Yeah, for sure. I, I liked it. And uh, that's funny because... I before that show, half of my shows I'd had a drive, so I was already I had it as my fantasy A pointer, just kind of expecting it, just because I seem to get a lot of drives, and now well five 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 for nine on the drives, which I'm not uh, complaining about either. I mean, drives a good song, so I'll take it. That's mm -hmm. like me with disease at fish shows. <laughs> like I'm guaranteed to get one if I go. They're playing it no matter what. That's why I I'm approaching if I um. 
if I get a Madhavan this weekend, I will have four Madhavans in ten shows. <laughs> nice. Big. Also not a bad thing. Also definitely yes. not a bad thing. Yeah, that, I think it's the one that you want many repeats of, right? Oh, yeah. That's fair. I, I could see that being the uh, you know like 15-minute festival set closer on uh, Sunday. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, see after what happens. Drive, we go into Rosewood. Uh, nice little When the Saints Go Marching In tease. Um, you know, Saul yeah. Rosewood, I think, Ryan. Yeah, Rick likes that when the Saints go marching in thing, doesn't he? I've heard I've heard it a few times before. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a great. Uh, I really liked it. Lots of bass slapping from Trevor. Like I felt like the whole night there was more bass slapping than I'm used to. And then towards the end of the Rosewood, I mean, it wasn't a drum solo, but I felt like they let Ben kind of go off on his own uh, yeah. quite a bit. And I really liked that. And I, I don't really know, is that a Rosewood thing or was that just something that happened last night? I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but it's not something I feel like I've experienced in person where it would like Ben was kind of going off on his own. You know, he was taking the lead. Mm-hmm. I, I think that yeah. was a pretty unique thing. Uh, that yeah. happened. Well, he, he does have a section of Rosewood where he kind of goes nuts. And I, I think on the stream, you don't quite get it like what you get when you get it live. Sure. But that kind of drum section does show up in all Rosewoods, but I don't think we at home experience it the same way people at shows experience it. So I've seen a, a whole mess of Rosewoods and, and live shows. And I do remember several times him, Ben, absolutely ripping it up. Mm-hmm. And interesting thing, which actually is kind of brought up by this. We haven't really talked about Ben much this tour. I think a lot of times when we talk about goose jams, we're like this section right here, Ben goes absolutely nuts. And like, I wonder if that's the mix or, you know, him just settling in and trying to kind of be part of the whole, you know, sound. But yeah, we just haven't been talking about him a lot. And I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just uh, an observation. Um, HDL tube, they did peak the first Rosewood jam last night. It was a pretty good peak. Uh, and like, you know, Rosewood just, uh, yes. snuck past the 20 minute mark, uh, according to Bandcamp, which, uh, last night is already up on Bandcamp. Looking forward to it being on Nugs, uh, sometime this afternoon. So I can get a listen in, uh, to the, really the Wisteria, the Rosewood and the drive. I think I'm going to go back to, um, you know, not sure where things are going to slot in if maybe Wisteria, um, is going to make the playlist. Um, not a hundred percent sure, but you know, I, I want to listen to it another couple of times before I decide for sure. Indeed. Yes. And then, so after Rosewood, we get uh, turbulence to close the second set and then a butter rum encore. Um, Ryan, your thoughts on these tunes in these slots. Oh, also good. I like, uh, I think Turbulence is a nice, uh, nice set closer. It felt, I don't know why, it felt a little uh, weird at first. Like the crowd seemed to die off a bit from that big Rosewood, but once they got into the jam, they brought it, they all came back up. And then I liked, I like a Butter Rum Encore. And there was a, someone with a sign. So I thought maybe like they had, uh, audibled into butter rum encore because of this person with the sign but i but saw a couple set lists yeah it was on the set list already from what i saw so mm-hmm. it uh just kind of worked out for that person i guess <laughs> yeah just pulling up the uh the set list pick i forgot that uh i got the they cut um it's my life um cover uh, yes from the second set which was supposed to pop up there 
also the all I need that was supposed to close the second set. And uh, they moved Seekers from set one to set two. So, you know, they're moving in the right direction with the Seekers placement on the written set list. Um, <laughs> had it late set one there, but, you know. Yes, Ryan Molnar, Turbulence in the Shred Race. It's, I love Turbulence. Yeah, love turbulence it was good. It's yeah. a, it, I think it is a good way to end a set. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I think maybe based on, you know, how well they've been fulfilling sign requests, I may be bring a really big Moby sign on Saturday. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Hey, there's got to be one coming on this part of the tour. Maybe ACL second second show. Yeah, but know, knowing my luck, they're going to play it on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. I can't yeah. believe they were going to play All I Need at that show. That feels like really, really, really short rest. There, uh, there have been some... There have been some gaps this tour that have been really, really short. All I need is actually on a four-show gap right now, which, which is short for that. Oh, that's song. actually that's after last night, so would have been on a three-show gap. Right. Oh, what was the was, what was the wisteria gap? I felt like that was kind of a quick turnaround too, or was it not? It was three. Three. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wasn't turnaround. expecting that at all. Mm-hmm. Nobody was. In in fact, we didn't talk about this when we were talking about the song running through the set list, but. I almost didn't believe it. And I don't think Jive believed it either. We were the only two people kind of chatting away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can this really be Wisteria already? Yeah. And sure enough, it was. Uh, you know, it was like, a, you know, Wisteria is a dead giveaway. When they start to play it, it it's really obvious where they're going with it. Um, oh, yeah. Of a few notes, so you can tell. But it just didn't seem right. It seemed almost impossible because we've had such huge gaps with, of that song this year. Mm-hmm. And same thing with All I Need, which is surprising why that was on the set list. Three show gap. Similarly, Butter Rum did a bunch of big gaps this year, also a three-show gap. So interesting set list writing. And there's been a lot of short rest songs lately to kind of line up set lists, it seems like. Yeah. That's my guess as to what they're doing. But it seems like that's happening again, where they're trying to line up the bangers for the weekend. Uh, I, think, I think they're just trying to mess us fantasy goose players up and keep it unpredictable. Well, I think that's there's a little possible. bit of that, too. Like you know, there is the uh, we got to get these guys and, and really they don't want, they don't want to make they don't want to make it easy on us, right? There are Makes dozens sense. of us and our, our voice is strong, and uh, I'm sure <laughs> they're listening and trying to find a way to uh, yeah. He's guessing they're trying to keep us guessing. All all you know, you know, a few dozen of us. There's a gross of us <laughs> on any given night. But... Yes. Well. Um... Thank you, Ryan, uh, for coming on and talking about the show today. We really, really appreciate you uh, taking the time on your drive home um, to come on. It's been it's been great chatting. Um, and glad you had a thanks great for having the show me. last night. Yeah, yeah thanks for having on, me, Ryan. I'm honored to have the best Ryan on the podcast uh, today. <laughs> so uh, it was a pleasure. It's good to kind of finally talk to you and catch up in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yet. So looking forward to seeing you at a show soon. And we will Goosemas. see you, and we we will see you at Goosemas, and we will see you out there uh, on the last four nights of fantasy. Um, Absolutely, we're maybe coming for you. How, how much of a lead do you have right now? Fifteen points over second. Holy, place? is it is it that much? I'm not sure. I know it was. I, I didn't quite catch what it was after last night, but he's got nineteen on me. I know that. I, th- I think it's around. I think it's around fifteen. Uh, you know, drive over here talking. A big game. Enjoy first place while it lasts, but you know you're, you're you're still you're still like 25 points behind him or something like that. So you got some ground to make up, buddy. Um, but yes, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, drive safe. Um, thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for you. having me. Bye. Safe yeah. travels. Bye.
Well, yes. Can't believe we only have four shows left of the tour already. It feels like, you know, it's gone by really fast. Uh, it has gone by really fast. You know, I thought when we started on this whole thing that doing 14 episodes of the show in 18 days would feel like a lot. Mm. And it doesn't feel like a lot. I can't even believe oh. we're here. I only missed one episode, too. So, uh, so Diesel Johnny wants to know what happened in fall 2020. I'm pretty sure I won that one, too. But I don't know. Maybe I can. I don't do know. Is there is there data for that one? I I think I did okay. That was the first time I played. Um, I may have done one night of bingo tour, but I had no idea what any songs were at that point, and I still really didn't. Um, in fall 2020, like I, I remember getting really tripped up on Goosemas because I figured like, oh, the last show was only a month ago, so they're not going to repeat a ton of songs from that, and they repeated like half the songs from it. So, yeah, do remember that, but. Fall 2020, you know, it, it, that was that was a while ago, back in the Google Form days. Yeah, back in the Google Form days, and it was all easy because there were long gaps in between shows. They really only played on weekends. Yeah, uh, those are those were the, and the days. The man. songs were just all predictable. For the most right. Part. Although I do remember like struggling with that one, trying to get them, like thinking they would play Rosewood Heart again, and they just didn't. That's my memory of it. I could be wrong. I have to go look at the set list, but that was when I picked up. I started in fall of 2020. And saw that on El Goose, and I was like, "Well, you know, I'll give it a try." And my brother and I went hard that season. We were obsessed with Fantasy Goose, and I guess well, I've been see, obsessed since. I, I guess I, I really only started like really taking it seriously fall twenty twenty one because for most of twenty twenty one, out of a desire for them to play it, I had the song twenty twenty one as my one pointer for every single show. I also had there Moby as my as like a two pointer but that was only for like five shows until they played it. Did you get it at T5? Did you get your 2021? Oh yeah. I I hit the one pointer there. And I I remember being very happy about that. Uh, Asked Danny hit me. You were in 57th. I was in 57th. Uh, All right. I may have been, who knows? Oh, Um, Ryan. Yes. We had to fax Greg our picks. Um, (laughs) At the, uh, the central office of Jive Goose back when, when, uh, when Greg (laughs) ran it in Russo. Yes. Um, Well, all right. We will be back here on Friday afternoon, 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern, uh, to talk about tomorrow night in Arkansas, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yeah, Um, the jam band hotbed of Fayetteville, Arkansas. I mean, it's apparently where everybody wants to go to play. Every band plays there. I remember the first time I saw it on a on a on a tour. I was like, "What? What is that? Where is that?" (laughs) Right. Like, dude. Like, we can't get goose to play a two-set show inside the city limits of boston however or like, in toronto <laughs> kansas city missouri gets a couple pretty dope shows in a year's time. arkansas yeah like I, I know, want, they, i'm gonna write a stern letter yeah uh, they won't they won't coach. play in boston but they'll play in like you know california like seven times this year nobody wants to play in boston i don't know what yeah. happened well you know uh, nobody plays here anymore someday someday neil all right. Well, we'll see you all on Friday. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Um, hope you have a fantastic day. Enjoy the- Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. 
Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.